Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. CJ, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, the viewers and listeners that tune into this interview, you know, they know you from uh, former WWE diva Lana, but you're here today to talk about your acting career, which is I'm excited about, wife-like. I saw it recently because I had Elena on, and she was amazing. I love her. She's amazing. She's, oh, she's so great. Huge so, uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. She's one of the sweetest people I've had, I believe. Yes, she's yeah. so sweet. I, I when I met her, I kept on being like, "You're a unicorn." Like I, you're not real. Like she is like perfect body, perfect face, speaks eight languages, oh, dances, yeah. does. I now my net last thing like she just posted something. I know we're going on a tangent, but yesterday she put something on Twitter and um of her like training and um doing martial arts. I'm like, I want to fight you. <laughs> I did see that last night. I so um. We mentioned the whole wrestling thing and everything. What made you though get into the acting world? Because I saw that you've done some training with the Growlings, which I love the Growlings. I think it's a great group. I've had guests on here that perform the Growlings. You know, then you've done a little acting comedy. But what pushed you to the acting? Was that always the plan? Well, I actually started off in acting, and I started off right. in Hollywood. So I think I have like a much different journey than I would say. I mean, the majority of I don't actually 99.9% of people that I know in wrestling. So I started off as a professional dancer. Um, I did as a ballerina in Russia. Then I moved to LA when I was like 18 years old and coming back between Florida state and Hollywood. And I was just diving into it, di like dancing, dancing on a lot of different shows and movies like pitch perfect. And then I would get a lot of auditions, acting auditions. Mm. Um, Cause this, time when glee was okay. like the ups the glees like dance pitch perfect dance was really really like the end thing to do for television and movies at the time um and so i was like i would get a lot of auditions and i had no idea i would have my sides and i'm like what am I supposed to do? Because I never learned um, like all the etiquettes of acting, but with dance and same with wrestling, we're storytellers, just like actors, but we just, uh, you know, maybe tell it in a different way. Like with dance and wrestling, a lot of it is told without words. While in television and film, you know, a lot of the storytelling is with words and not just cinematic or physicality. So a lot of it kind of came quickly to me because I've been doing it from such a young age um i had to really focus on pulling verbiage um better because i do notice a lot of us dancers or stuntmen or wrestling wrestlers like we're great storytellers on how can we take up um how can we pick up verbiage from the page effortlessly and organically and so i really 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 dived in on that actually it's exactly a decade october almost october uh, 2012, I started at Leslie Kahn's acting school. She's like the, the queen of comedy and acting as well. And I trained with her and six months later, I got my audition. Actually at the time I was auditioning for WWE and it was a, it was an audition. It was, you know, I, 
pre-pandemic, when I lived out here, I would spend four or five hours in my car driving from audition to audition, driving from North Hollywood to Hollywood, another two hours to Santa Monica, then back to downtown. And that was like the life of an entertainer until you make it like a huge, huge level. And it was an audition. And I really strongly believe that my acting classes is what helped me dance as of course dance as well, but acting really helped me accelerate a lot quicker in WWE because I was able to basically build characters with words. And that's what really acting taught me. And I got signed and started in 2013, July. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen glow and how, um, one of the characters who plays the Russian, she would come in with like five different pitches, character pitches. And um, that was literally what I was doing in development. So I would come to Dusty Roads and I'm like, here, I have seven different character pitches. This is one poster, all the different ideas and catchphrases and costumes. Here's another one. Here's another one. And um, in promo class, I would come with like five different people and we would have huge like elaborate scene that they had really never seen before because most people in developmental come up there and like just do a promo you know and I'm like directing five people um and just kind of doing the most but um I I really Dusty Rhodes was always really impressed with my creativity and ambition Mm. and um work ethic and I was really lucky a month later I was paired with my husband, real life husband, Miroslav. At the time he was going by Rusev and we got paired as the big bad Russians. Um, and it was our debut on the main roster and really just, it was a big fast track. Um, we, you know, it's, I think it's important. It doesn't matter in what genre of storytelling you are. If it's, if it's wrestling, if it's television, if it's film is to really create identifiable characters and yes it's great to have relatable characters especially if it's a good guy for Mm. them to be relatable but like for even if it's a bad guy as long as they're identifiable like especially in wrestling because you don't have as much verbiage to drive a story like oh you're the russians okay we're american we hate russians you know or um you know you're the snobby you're the snobby hot girl that is narcissistic or you know you're the bully and it's just you know simple storytelling david versus goliath type of thing and um so i was really lucky i learned so much in my eight years in WWE. And I really, I feel like everything that I learned in acting class, I was so lucky because I was doing live scenes essentially, and all this verbiage every single week on live television and you don't get a second take and you have really taught me to make bold decisions and bold choices and stand behind them and you either sink or swim. So it helped me a lot. It's kind of, I feel like now I'm coming back to Hollywood this past year and it's been more, I think when I started in WWE, I was so excited because it was this world where you're storytelling and it's scripted, but it's also live. So it was my, I can't even explain it. There's nothing in the world like it. There's such an adrenaline high you get from the fans. And I felt like for the first time in my life, this is what I was made to do because mm. I love dancing because it's a live audience acting because that's a, you know, especially like television and film. And this was the one place that I could bring it together. Those beautiful, like live and still television 
and you travel and you're in a different city every single day. And so um, the one thing I really wanted to learn in my time in WWE was how to um, become really physical and be really aggressive and not just have a graceful dancer aesthetic. And now that I've back in Hollywood, I've been really focusing on action and stunt work and really trying to create a lane for myself as an action actor, not just an actor, but an action actor, someone that can do her own stunts, someone that can do her own fight scenes. And we don't have a lot of women like that in the industry. And we really don't even have a lot of roles like that in the industry yet. And so that's a fight too, of being like, no, 90% of roles in the action space are men. I'm going to, I'm going to encourage that to go to only 80%, you know, and just awesome. to start to, you know, just change and, and, and be more inclusive. You know, you mentioned storytelling and everything. Like, is there somebody that you look up to, to try to like study under them, like watch their movies or TV shows just to make your craft even better? Oh, of course. I spend a lot of time studying. Um, I think when it comes to acting, Viola Davis has always been one of my favorite actresses. I think that she's so compelling to watch and she just really opens up a part of her and she makes me feel something. And I'm always drawn to people that make me feel something. And as a performer and as a professional wrestler and actor, I want to make people feel something, either hate me, either love me, laugh at me. If that's my role, I'm fine with that as long as I make you feel something. And if I can't make you feel something, then I'm failing my job as a storyteller and an entertainer. And Viola Davis, it doesn't matter what character she plays she always makes me feel something and it's really cool to see her and woman king too of like now she's in action and it's just like really inspiring um so i study her a lot i study a lot of david leach's movies um as just crossing over more into producing as well and wanting to do producing i want to produce movies for the next 30 years of my life and really studying that action space um and i think david leach is a genius when it comes mm -hmm. to action. And I think part of it is because he was started off as a stuntman. So they know how, like, we know how we want the action shot. Yeah. And so I study a lot of his stuff too. That's awesome. And there's you a long way. You mentioned, act, you mentioned action movies and everything. Last year I had your husband on Mirror on the show and he told me his favorite movies were Kickboxer and Bloodsport. How many times has he made you watch those movies? Oh my God. Probably <laughs> 25 times and the funny thing is that like my mom is a really big sci-fi nerd and so i grew up on star trek and star wars and you know anything sci-fi like i didn't even know she's the one that turned me on the stranger things mm. you know she's like you gotta watch this you know and guardians of the galaxy and um so she's always been more of like sci-fi person so that's kind of what i've always like watched a lot more so i'd never seen blood sport Mm. I've never even saw Rocky four or um because that's where we created a lot of our characters right. or kickboxer. I mean, that's a phenomenal. I love that movie and Lionheart. And none of those my husband turned me on to all that. So my husband's really helped me be educated in the 80s and early 90s when right. it comes to incredible epic action movies. That's great. Now you mentioned sci-fi, wife like. Let's jump right into that. How were you approached for the series? And tell us about uh your role for Holly. Oh gosh, it's is wife like was a really interesting um, process. I got the script really early, probably 
a couple months before we ended up shooting it. So it was definitely a really interesting process to see how like it evolved as well. And I learned so much from even this seeing how like the script from each rewrite, how it would change. And it wouldn't be like crazy rewrites. It would just be a little bit of stuff and how it just made the story clearer, you know, defined who the root for, who not the root for, who's the bad guy. And it, I, I can't emphasize enough to people who are writers of like, we have to know who the root for and how like just small little changes can change that. And so um, I had auditioned for several of the different characters and I ended up getting on landing on Holly. And yeah, I mean, I'm always preparing always, 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 even when I'm not doing a movie. So I feel, I feel it's the preparation, even when you're not um, booked and busy is what makes everything more seamless. So it was that I did do for that than I'm doing right now. You know, it's like just acting classes, studying the craft, reading scripts, voice warm-ups. Um, I can't emphasize how much voice warm-ups help too, because um, it, for me, English is kind of my second language because I grew up in Latvia. So it's like pronouncing the consonances properly, you know, especially when you're talking fast, people need to understand it. And it was Elena actually helped me. I had, I started doing tongue twisters and Elena put me on because she's so great with her articulation and she just, even her choices between where, where she was human versus being the AI was yeah. like, her, she would change her voice. And I, I was just like, you're so incredible. And she put me onto this amazing voice coach that is, has really, really, really helped. I feel like my acting, because it's just, you end up pronouncing your words more, I guess, clear. And, um, you know, sometimes you just, that makes a really big difference. Um, and we don't, it's like all those little things that sometimes we don't understand. Like, why is that person a good actor? Well, if you break it down, it's like all these little different things that maybe they do organically and just, they don't think about it. But then when you're learning a craft, maybe not at five years old, yeah. we have to break things down. So it was just that process. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun working with Jonathan Reese Myers and Eliana and, um, yeah, it was great. Our my stuff with Jonathan Reese. We had a couple things with Jonathan Reese Myers as well. And that those scenes were really fun to do. What was your overall reaction after like either reading the script or even just watching the finished product of the movie and the way it was like kind of like left off? I think how it's left off, we're definitely giving it a teaser. So I definitely see like let's let's I want to see the next movie. Um, no spoilers, but I, yeah, I mean, you're really rooting for Elena. You're really rooting for the AIs. And it, it's kind of crazy because when I, when I read the script and also when I watched the movie, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Something like that could happen. Right. And it's, it's kind of like, oh, this is kind of like a documentary almost. Uh, so yeah, it was cool. I was, I am one of the, I guess Mira wants to come into the podcast. <laughs> Naked. Uh, Miro, please. Everyone wants to see you shirtless. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think that it was really cool to be one of the few humans or maybe one, yeah, one of the few women humans in the movie. Um, yeah, so that it was, it was, a, it was a blast to do. So and I hope now, they Yeah, so the movie's available pretty much everywhere now on streaming platforms. Now, uh, 
I did notice that you're on the Surreal Life reboot. What can you tell us about that? I know you can't tell us too much, but what can you tell us? Oh my gosh, the tea is going to be crazy hot. Like, whoa, um, there's there's a lot of drama, um, of course. I mean, you're putting essentially eight strangers together in a house. And, you know, I guess it's celebrities, it's always a little weird to put myself in that category. Um, but some of those people are huge celebrities, you know, like Dennis Rodman, Frankie Muniz. I mean, everyone, everyone in their own right are is famous. And so you're putting eight different people into a house with no doors. And of course, a lot of things are bound to happen. And also just people from completely different backgrounds, different cultures, different races, different religions, different career paths. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I made friends, I laughed, I cried, I had several panic attacks on there. Um, yeah, gosh, I wish I could spill a lot more tea. It's going to be interesting what makes the show um, because, you know, we were there for 14 days and they're mm -hmm. filming. Not only every room has cameras and also the bathroom has sound. So you're kind of losing your mind because you're like, can I just have like five seconds to myself? Um, besides that, you also have cameras following you around. So it's going to be interesting how they're going to, how they'll, how they will edit all together. Um, some of the activities were so much fun. Me, Tamar Braxton, Frankie Muniz, and Manny MUA, um, who is a huge, huge YouTuber, um, beauty vlogger. We we were all supposed to do it, but we were like really competitive. And sometimes the act activations that we had to do daily were kind of challenging. So um, we, we really developed a fun little like competitive uh, bond. Right. Playing cards. I, yeah, there, there's no. definitely some drama with Dennis Rodman. You guys will see. So that would be fun. So this is kind of like your second time around with like a reality show. Would you do it again? If you could. Would I do surreal life again? If I no, could like, like another reality show, like total divos was kind of like a reality show. And so uh, this one now, could you do like any other idea, any type of other uh, reality show that you could do? I, I, I never say never to anything. I keep my options yeah. open. And yeah, I'm, I'm a storyteller and entertainer. So I take all the formats that it comes in. Now, what's next for you now? Any, any other projects you're allowed to tell us about? Yeah, um, actually, I shot a action movie in March. And it's going to be with Paramount Plus as well. It's called Snag. I play an assassin, which is really exciting. Um, originally, it was written for a man. And it was kind of inspired, like certain elements of The Undertaker. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, so um, and like, it's an action comedy. So there's some spots in there that definitely will give you like Undertaker vibe. Um, but it was really cool because um, one of the financers and one of the head of distribution at Paramount, um, Dan Cohen, really kind of threw the idea out to them of like, what about if you use CJ or Lana, mm -hmm. who is an action, can do all her own action, all her own stunts. And, you yeah. know, she's been training and they love the idea. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful for people like Dan Cohen and Ben, who's the director, who decide to think outside of the box because people could be like, no, no, no. Um, no, we want a guy. I'm whooping everyone's ass in the movie. So it's great. You know? I'm literally whooping everyone's ass. I'm killing people. And it was like such a sh um, change of dynamics from WWE where, mm. you know, Vince McMahon wanted me to be in sparkles and pink and getting my ass whooped. Um, so I was like, whoa, I get to whoop 
grown ass men's asses. This is fun. Um, So yeah. And I'm just thankful that they took that chance. The, you know, we can give women opportunities that may, you know, this it's television, it's movies. It's, it's not have to reflect exactly real life. You know, one of the last questions I want to ask you is, and I don't know if you can be insane to us, AW, are we going to see you on there anytime soon? Do you want to be part of it someday? I would love, to, I mean, I love storytelling. I love wrestling. I love the fans and I, I can't emphasize how much I miss, miss it. You know, I miss fans. There's nothing like the people and that connection that you have. And I love television and movies, but you don't get that instant gratification. You know, you don't even know all you really get is online and the critics right. and it's Okay, what and when you're live performing in the wrestling arena, you know exactly how they feel immediately, and it's just such an, a relationship that I I really really am thankful for that I have with the audience, and so I love to do something with AEW. Um, if they're if the story's right, I love to do something with Miro or maybe with other people, and but I want to tell compelling stories. So awesome. if, if if it's right, I absolutely love it. Perfect. Uh, lastly, now for the uh, listeners and the viewers, how can they find you on social media? What's your favorite uh, social media platform? Yes, subscribe to cjperry.com where you will get all the exclusives on everything. Um, I am directing my first short. It's going to be an action comedy and that I will be putting on there. There will be other things eventually that other people will see. Um all the tea is over there. I give a lot of exclusive um, stories over there as well. Um, so subscribe. And then as well as at the, C- the CJ Perry. So T-H-E, um, CJ Perry on all socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all of it. CJ, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes today. This is a great chat. Thank you. You're so awesome. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.